Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And this is The The Business Family. Family. You're listening to episode eight of The Business Family. In today's episode, we talk with fashion stylist Megan Jenlinski all about investing in your business, overcoming loss, how to jump off that comparison train, and not apologizing when dreams and goals change. There's so much packed into this episode, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. So let's jump right in. Awesome. Today, guys, we are with Megan from Megan Jedlinski. Um, she is a stylist and fashionista, so she'll tell us all about what she does. Um, but we're super excited to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So tell us a little bit about Megan Jedlinski, your business, and kind of what you would consider yourself. Yeah, so um, Megan Jedlinski, that was actually, I would say, more of a former business at this point. Um, Back in July of 2018, I decided to close up shop on it, but I was a personal stylist and I specialized in minimal wardrobes and capsule wardrobes. So people that were really looking to downsize. I don't know if you're familiar with the Marie Kondo craze, but it was was basically that. I had done that to my closet and I was like, I want to help other people do this. Um, So yeah, I would would go in and edit closets and we clean them out and then I would take them and we'd go shopping. I put together these digital lookbooks where, you know, say they were going on a vacation. I would say take these, you know, pieces cool. and this is the outfits you can make. So, cool. yeah. Oh, that's so fun. And tell us a little bit about like your family and kind of the timeline of, you know, Mega Jen Linsky and moving out of that and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I met my husband back in 2007 and we got married. We met via MySpace. Oh if my you gosh, remember MySpace. that at all, like that, we were like way <laughs> ahead of our time, I guess, in the online dating <laughs> That's amazing. Um, So, and then we um, got married in 2009 and we had our daughter in 2017. So, and that's been kind of a journey and it's, it's funny now where I am with, you know, my career path and where I've gone, I uh, started out in finance um, at the board of trade when I kind of started my career and I was uh, running a nonprofit at the time with my twin sister, and we decided to kind of take that to the next level. So I ended up taking on this office management and executive assistant role at this law firm so I could kind of run the nonprofit full time. And then I decided to quit, you know, corporate to move on to the nonprofit and... Once I did that, I realized um, it was for eating disorder awareness. And I kind of realized, you know what, maybe this world isn't the best for my recovery. Mm. And so I kind of just decided to take a take a pause. And did I want to go back into corporate or did I want to, you know, pursue something else on my own? I always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit and I just wanted to figure out a way to harness it. So I took some time and. I really love fashion at that point, and I loved helping people feel good about themselves. So I kind of figured, oh, the next step is to do, you know, personal styling. So that's kind of how it came to be. Cool. And did you do anything to kind of grow that business? Were you doing marketing? I mean, how did you actually get clients? Um, So I initially started by fashion blogging. I didn't have a background in fashion at all, so I figured... Well, let, let me, you know, kind of build a name for myself through that. So that was that was great. And then I decided to kind of take it to the next level in 2015. I actually hired a manager. Okay. And she um, kind of helped me rebrand a little bit and kind of hone in on this. Um, when I initially started, it was, you know, I was kind of like a general stylist, I guess you could say. But yeah. then 
once I got rid of about 80% of my wardrobe and after doing the Marie Kondo book <laughs> and realized how amazing that was, uh, that's where I kind of like narrowed down my niche. And uh, she helped me actually in the December of 2015, I believe it was, um, we, I was able to go on Windy City Live, cool. WGN and do a couple TV segments. And that was really great. And I felt like we were building a lot of momentum. I was pregnant at the time mm-hmm. as well. And so that was December. And then in January, we actually found out that um, our son had a severe mm. or rare heart defect wow. at 20 weeks. Um, so then and we ended up losing him at 22 weeks when I was wow. pregnant. So, you know, I kind of went into it like I had all this momentum and I felt like yeah. You know, a lot was going on and it was great. And then that happened. And then I think at that point, it just, I think that's when it started to fizzle a little bit. Sure. Um, I kind of, sorry, I'm going to get a little emotional here. Um, okay. Yeah, I just kind of like became a little bit more isolated. Yeah. Um, and uh, shoot, I didn't think I was going to be this emotional. <laughs> um yeah, and so it took me a bit to get my bearings back to go and um and start to see clients again. Yeah. Um, but I eventually did and and then we found out that we were pregnant again and so that was um that was exciting. Uh so, you know, throughout my pregnancy I, you know, continued to see clients and uh that was uh, I would say actually up until about like two weeks before I gave birth, I was working with clients wow. and editing closets. And here I was like, you know, like this big and like trying to like <laughs> go through everything. And like these poor people are like, do you need help? <laughs> Should you even be here right now? Um, so, yeah, so that was really great. Wow. That's great. Thanks for sharing and being vulnerable. Yeah. Appreciate it. Something you said that I thought was interesting was that you hired a manager. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Mike talks about this all the time. Like, he's like, I need a manager. Yeah. And it's kind of strange to, like, be the business owner and hire a manager. Can you explain a little bit more what that looked like and how you figured that out? Yeah. So I had reached out to um, this this gal that I knew, and she was in the kind of, like, lifestyle and health world. And she, okay. I knew that she was working with someone. And so we had met up, and she's like, I really feel like this person would be a good fit. And so I, I, I went and spoke with, you know, my soon to be manager who had worked at Oprah Studios and kind of had a was really connected and okay. um, kind of saw, you know, potential in me and thought that we could really, you know, do some really great things together. And mm-hmm. it was definitely an investment. And, you know, like course, looking back now that I'm not styling anymore, it's, you know, I still look at it as a, a great investment because it kind of brought me to where I am today. Yeah, of course. But I, I do. I, I highly recommend if you can seek some sort of outside help, even if you are the business owner, she kind of brought some ideas that I, you know, wouldn't have thought of. And one thing I really uh, liked about working with her is she would kind of pitch me. I'm not, I don't do the greatest at that. I don't, you know, cool. sell myself very well. So yeah. she was the one that was writing out to, you know, magazines or, you know, TV shows or what have you. Yeah. And so that was nice. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned that you kind of started putting the brakes on Megan Jemblinski. Mm-hmm. So can you explain a little bit about that process? And it sounds like it maybe happened around the time that your daughter was going to be born. Yeah. So she was born and I had every, well, I, before she was born, I had every intention of continuing the business on. And mm-hmm. I told clients, Hey, I'm just going to be, you know, be off for a little bit and then I'll be yeah. back. And I think I was a little overly ambitious with it. Looking back, it's always easier to look back and think that. <laughs> and 
I think it was about a month after she was born. I had, I was like, oh, I'm going to go. And I was hosting this Macy's event. I did that. And then I was, all right, I'm going to go and do personal shopping with this person. And I mm-hmm. didn't take the into account breastfeeding and yes. all of like what it is that a full-time, I have heard that it's a full-time job. Yeah. Literally it's, the amount of hours oh, over yeah, the course actually, of a child's like, life. It's literally a full-time job. I on Instagram about yeah. that. I was like, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Even as professional photographers and videographers, We found ourselves using our cell phones to capture a lot of our on-the-go content for both our family and our business. That's why we purchased Moment Lenses. Moment makes a variety of lenses and photography gear for your mobile device that can elevate your cell phone camera to a more professional quality. If you're interested in learning how Moment Lenses can up your cell phone game, check out thebusinessfam.com slash moment and get 10% off any of your purchase. And... Yeah, so I I did it for I continued to see clients, I would say like throughout that year, but it was just so scattered. I wasn't fully sure. invested in it, and I kind of felt like I was in this place where I wasn't, you know, fully present for, you know, my family and I really wasn't fully present for my business. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of like stringing these things along. Um and a lot of times clients, clients wanted to see me on the weekends where that was our time to yeah. spend as family. And so I just kind of had to start weighing my options. And at that point, I was just falling out of love with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and again, the logistics of breastfeeding <laughs> really came into play. So it was really hard, though, to make that decision because I kind of felt like a failure in a sense. Here mm. I saw these other moms, new moms, too, that were, you know, kicking butt at running a business, they have a kid, they have multiple kids. And yeah. here I'm just like trying to keep myself together. Yeah. And so I really had to turn off like the comparisons and put the blinders on and be like, what's best for me? What's best for our mm-hmm. family? And preach, this is where we're it, at right now. Yeah, I'm like, blinders need to go and on. They do. <laughs> and uh, it was, and I think, you know, looking back to the, the hours and the money that was invested into growing this business that, yeah. you know, I, I was enjoying and um, yeah, it was, it was hard. I actually even had a client reach out. This was actually not too long ago. She had moved to Texas, but she was literally going to fly out to Chicago to go shopping with me. And wow. then, and it was just the biggest, you know, like, Oh, maybe I was impacting people's lives. And like, I was good at what I did. And it was just like, Oh, should I do it? Should I not? And wow. but I, again, I had to keep like, what's the, you know, what's yeah. best for me and what's the long-term goal here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So a bit of an emotional roller coaster trying to figure out like what, like how was that mentally and emotionally for you to go like, I'm officially closing shop? It was hard. It was, it was really hard because I think I so I really identified with what I was doing and yeah. how productive I was being. And, you know, I, I don't I think until your mom, you don't appreciate how much of a full-time job being a stay-at-home mom is. Mm-hmm. And we also have our daughter in, uh, she goes to school two days a week. She was doing that when we had started daycare with that when I was working, when I was still had the business. And then we just decided to keep it going. Yeah. And the amount of guilt that came with that, I was like, mm. oh, I should be, you know, doing more and showing that I'm doing more because of the fact that my daughter's in. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of like internal struggle with that, too. Um, but I think as I've started to let that go and kind of like let go of my ego and being, you know, Oh, people need to see that I'm accomplishing X, Y, and Z in order mm-hmm. to be happy or feel successful. Yeah. 
I finally started to find some peace with it. And like, that's, this is actually where I'm growing the most is once I finally let go of all this yeah. stuff that's been um, kind of hindering me. So yeah, that's so good. And then you can really discover who you really are. Yeah. Right? Oh, and not amazing. That, <laughs> not that fashion or, you know, your business was not who you really were, yeah. but there's also still these barriers too. Yeah. To figuring it out. And I've kind of seen it as, you know, I've had these different, you know, career paths and, or passion projects. And I think for me, it's just been what's what I wanted to express has always been the same in yeah. a sense, but it's just, I'm choosing different mediums now to mm-hmm. do it through. And yeah. And so that's kind of cool. That's so good. Yeah. And you were most recently featured on Holland Lane, which is a women's magazine. Yes. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and like, the significance of that to you? Yeah, she reached out and I was like, no way. I was like, me, what are you talking about? Why <laughs> me? Uh, no, I was really honored. And actually they just rebranded today. They came out. Um, it's now called The Kindred Voice. Yes, I saw so that. So that was, mm-hmm. um, so I can't wait to read more about what the direction they plan on going. But yeah, Holland Lane, it's it's been an online community and a magazine for women to come and share their stories. Cool. And, you know, so we're not always just seeing the, you know, the happy moments in life, you know, because a lot of happy moments come from the really hard moments yeah. and the really tough ones. And so it's a kind of a safe place for women to share their stories. So I was really honored to to be a part of that and to be able to share, you know, kind of my journey through everything mm-hmm. and, um, you know, kind of where I want to go. So. And you're like a cover girl on it. I know. I was it's like, so what? cool. <laughs> I yeah. was like fangirling over here. I was like, oh my gosh, her beautiful picture of the cover magazine. It was so fun. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your daughter, Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, like, tell me a little bit about who she is and how she's influenced your business, like past and even moving forward. Yeah, she's, uh, gosh, she's something else. She's just the the best thing. I, of course, I guess we all say that about our kids, <laughs> but I've just learned so much from her in mm. like the short time that she's been here. She's just taught me patience and you know, help me learn to be a little bit more present. And as far as, you know, the business that I left behind, it was, you know, once I fully started to embrace my new role and she was my boss, now, uh, yes. I, <laughs> you know, it was just, I was like, yes, like this is, I'm so lucky and grateful to be able to have this time with her. Yeah. And, um, my kind of new venture that I'm, that I'm launching, um, hopefully within the next year or so is something that was completely inspired by her. And I wouldn't have done it. You know, I wouldn't have thought about it outside of having her. I don't think so. Uh, that's been a major influence as well. So cool. Yeah. And what is that venture? Yeah. So my new, my new venture, it was, it was an idea that I had when she was first born, like around that time. And we were out, you know, seeing other, you know, toys that are out there. And I kind of put on the back burner for the fact that I was still had the styling business and then, you know, Parker and all that, uh, that that entailed. And then once I closed down the business last year, we actually found out that we were pregnant again in, what was it? I want to say May or June. And we ended up losing that pregnancy. Mm. But it was that moment. And I swear, like, things just happen for a reason. I'm a true believer in that. Sure. Like, the dots connect. And, you know, when we initially found out about the other loss, which that was much farther along, 
you know, I was devastated. Like I said, I was like kind of went, became isolated. And this time I said, you know what, life's going to go on. I have a choice here to mm. either kind of go back to what I had done a couple of years ago, or I can just continue to live and to, yeah. to thrive. And, um, so we left that appointment and I remember Steve and I, and my husband went to Starbucks and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I signed up for my first woodworking class. Wow. And that was last July. And so over the past course of the past year, I've taken some woodworking classes, some technology and design classes, and I'm working cool. on coming up with some wooden toy, uh, wooden toys for kids. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is there anything in particular like you're like, I want to design. It's like definitely going to be like this train or this whatever. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, there have been, um, you know, I, I really had a couple ideas that I was that I thought I was initially going to start with. And it's so funny. Parker has been inspiring the direction yeah. that I've gone with. She's very into, you know, imaginative play. And so I've kind of like shifted as, you know, oh, I think she could use that. So I'll make, you know, that piece or, oh, cool. you know, so I'm kind of, it's, it's kind of naturally evolving. And I had done a, a piece for her birthday and now I'm working on refining it. So I kind of saw oh. that as the first prototype and I brought it home and of course she, you know, goes, Oh, well, where's this? And, you know, so she's already <laughs> like making notes on changes she wants made for these things. So I'm really, like, well, she's good. still your boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, I'll go back to the shop and do it. So, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you guys are currently building a house in Evanston and I heard when, I mean, we, so we met at present place, which is a little like kid, play indoor play area in yeah. Ravenswood and so I'm just like back in February actually yeah so yeah it's been a while so like I'm getting like bits and pieces and trying to put them together still but uh originally you said you might be building out a like a shop in your garage yeah some of the so goal the would plan? be yeah to do okay. in our basement so um awesome. that would be amazing but yeah so we're building we just broke ground a few weeks ago so it's and that's been like a full-time job in and of itself um I wish you could get paid for you know, searching Pinterest because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like every night we're just like, oh, is this bathroom with this tile or whatever, yes. but it's a really exciting process. So good. Good, yeah, good. that's awesome. Clearly you have different passions and different things that have influenced kind of like how your businesses have evolved. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're going to be kind of the serial entrepreneur and just kind of keep going with whatever is the next passion? Or do you feel like I want to try to settle into something or? Yeah, it's a, um, that's a great question. And it's something that I think about a lot just because of the fact I'm like, oh, is this just another two year stint? Yeah. And I think what's different about this one is it feels this I feel like I found my sweet spot hmm. and I feel like I found something that I could foresee myself doing for a really long time. And I'm not, I'm not rushing it. And that feels different too. Cool. I think initially I had the sense of urgency. And then I think the fact that I'm kind of wanting it to organically unfold and take the time to do it, you know, in my mind, you know, right. And, and yeah. learn the, the craft really well. Um, instead of just, you know, putting something out there, which, you know, there's a balance too, because right. <laughs> there are some times where I, it's never going to be good enough and I'm never going to put it out there. But yeah, this one, this one, I, I hope is something that I stay with for a long time because cool. I, I also love doing, I realize I love the creative part of it, but just doing something with my hands too. Mm. Um, that's been something that, uh, 
I forgot that I appreciated so much. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I feel like that's such a common like thing for people who are creative and like in that kind of world. It's like, no, actually physically doing something is really significant. Yeah, it really, it's, it's really fulfilling. And, you know, I like the time I, you know, I enjoy being social and out there, but I also love the, the quiet time. Like when I'm just, it's me around, you know, my, my tools and just in the garage and working, yeah. there's something so fulfilling about that. Cool. So that's yeah. so great. I love it. Well, if you could offer one piece of advice to somebody who's wanting to start something new, but has a family, what would you say? Who, um, this is a, go a few different ways. Um, I would say, listen to your heart and put the blinders on. Honestly, it's like, that's the one thing that's, that's helped me the most. Um, it's, it's not, it's kind of getting off the comparison train and, and yeah. yeah. Awesome. I feel like I could have said that more eloquently, but. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was I'm great. like, but your blind is on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks so much for chatting today. Mm -hmm. This was you. awesome. Um, you can find Megan at Megan Jedlinski on Instagram. Um, I'll post it in the show notes. Uh, the spelling of her name and everything. <laughs> and then um, I'll also put a link to her magazine at Holland Lane, which is now the Kindred Spirit. So yeah, thanks so much for Thank being you. out here. I appreciate and having it was me. great chatting with you. All right, thanks.